Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's, uh, let's just pray. It's hard to top that one, but I know Jesus can. Yes. Amen? Amen. Right. Hallelujah. It's amazing the interesting little things that God uses to just change things up a bit, huh? Yeah. It's amazing sometimes just that little thing that is just, maybe you're a little uncomfortable because it's, it's a little different. And you're sitting in here and it's a different chair and it's a different order of things, you know. And that's really good. You know, it's good for God to do that to us because we don't realize how much routine we get into in life. And when we're, you know, shocked a bit into having to do something, if I asked you to put your, you know, your pants on a different way that you normally do, your shoes on, you'd have to stop. And you probably would end up appreciating something as a result of it, wouldn't you? Right? It's amazing how we come in here. Maybe you've never been in here before. I hardly ever get in here. And so you're appreciating this. Maybe you've never heard Danielle, or maybe you've never seen these guys. You know, we're appreciating. We're appreciating one another, appreciating just the freedom of this house. How about that? Right? Appreciating that we're not stuck. You know? Appreciating that we love being uncomfortable. Appreciating that we love letting God stretch us and cause us to grow. Hallelujah. You know that's how we're doing life, and that's how we're doing church? You know that? It's not coming out of a manual. It's one day at a time, one moment at a time by the Holy Spirit, leading us and guiding us into the fullness of his will, teaching us every single day. And you know, we've been talking about that this month as we talk about the love of God. And the first week, I think it was Pastor Alex, and he ministered about the love of God towards us and how much God loves us. And then last week we heard about joy and how that when we know God loves us, that perfected love, that knowledge of God, that knowledge of the love of God as we begin to hear about it and understand it and practice it, and it finds its way in our life. As we practice that love, it eliminates all fear. And this week, you know, as we, as we come together, you know, there's something that happens when you come into the knowledge of, the, of relationship with our Father. We come to know about Him, we learn about Him, we learn His ways, and, and it, it slowly is eliminating, you know, suspicion. That's a big one. Holy Spirit is here to eliminate suspicion. Isn't that a big one? Because I think in life everybody means to do well, but the truth of the matter is that we don't always do well. And a lot of times what happens is we create suspicion in our hearts when it comes to people and when it comes to God. And so God wants to, through the power of Holy Spirit, He wants to eliminate that. Why? Because Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that God has a plan for us, for each and every one of us, that God has created us beautiful and wonderful in his sight and that he has a plan for every single one of us and that he's made provision for you and for I to hear the direction of the Lord in order that we would fulfill that plan. And you know what? If we have suspicion towards God, then we're not gonna receive Holy Spirit and if we have suspicion towards people, then we're not gonna be in a position to readily hear, to readily listen and to readily hear. And God wants to open natural ears and spiritual ears in the name of Jesus. Because I think a lot of times what we don't realize in life is that when people who we put in positions, you know, where we exalt them because we've learned that we should and they mean well, but sometimes those people hurt us, what we begin to do in life that we don't realize that we sometimes do is we begin to shut off our ears. We begin to shut off our ears. Our spiritual ears and our natural ears, we close them off. You know, if a parent only yells and always yells at their child, how many, time, how many of you know that that child eventually does what? They tune out. And God doesn't want us in a place where we tune him out. God has given us his Holy Spirit 
so that he would lead us and guide us and he would direct us into all the truth because each, each one of us one day will stand before God and give an account for the great things that we have done, how we have stewarded the things that God has put, the gifts, the love, the things that he's put in our life. Every one of us will stand in front of us and he's so excited for that day, for us to be able to have these discussions with him about how we received his help and we received his instruction and we received his guidance. Do you know all of it? He has a plan. He's foreordained a plan. And we're gonna read it in Ephesians chapter two, that he's foreordained a good plan for every single one of us and he's given us Holy Spirit who will help us to identify that plan and walk it out. But if we, through the woundings of life and the disappointment of life, shut off our ears, both our natural ears and our spiritual ears, because of woundings, because of disappointment, because of betrayal, we shut it off, then we stop hearing. And how many of you know that if we stop listening, if we stop listening, we stop hearing. And if we stop hearing, we can no longer be instructed. And if we can no longer be instructed, we diminish our ability to complete the course. How many of you know that just makes sense? That just makes sense. There's nothing spiritual about that. It's 100% natural. One plus one in the natural does equal two. In the spiritual, it doesn't. God can have his way. And we're learning how to live simultaneously in both worlds, aren't we? We're living to live every day supernaturally, not one natural day, although we live in a body. And we're living how to simultaneously flow to allow Holy Spirit to come in here, but he wants our ears open. He wants our ears open. He wants to, you know, so that we wouldn't be those children of God who are crying out, Lord, I wanna hear you, God, I wanna hear you, God, why am I not hearing you? And a lot of times you'll hear in Christianity, you know, you'll hear about people who will go through dry times and not hearing the voice of God and the instruction really that we give that we've learned in our own lives is that, you know, there's most likely an instruction that maybe caused a little bit of fear or a little bit of, you know, because you didn't understand it, a little bit of fear entered in. And instead of, you know, developing that constant practice that when God says something to me that doesn't exactly make sense, instead of me running to him, I run away from him. I run to him to get understanding. I run to him to get explanation. I run to him to receive grace, to empower me to get it done. And we run in the opposite direction. And God wants us to be able to hear in this time. He wants us to hear what it is that he's saying. So, you know, God has instructed us really in these next 90 days, and we're in, kind of in the middle of it, I think, we're probably somewhere smack right in the middle of it. And we're taking 90 days where he's calling it invincible me. They're 90 days of personal transformation, 90 days of change. You know, the language of heaven is hunger and expectation. And that as you come here, you know, it, it's something to come, isn't it? It's something to come when it's 75 and sunny. It's something to come when heaven's weather is out there and it's talking to you, isn't it? It's really something to come. As much as we love God, it's something to come. But what we're learning is that hunger creates a vacuum. What we're learning is that we need God more than we need a suntan, although that's, well, pre-40, that's probably great. Post-40, we're not necessarily looking for sun anymore. But we're looking and we're realizing more and more and more, aren't we, that hearing the voice of God is everything. It's everything, it's everything, it's everything. It makes those moments that we have so valuable. It makes those moments that we have so enjoyable. It makes all the difference in the world. And he is life. And I believe what he's trying to do as he's transforming us 
is he's bringing us to the simplicity of what we already know, the simplicity of who we are, the complexity of who he is, yet the simplicity. He says, unless we become like children, we'll not enter his kingdom. Unless we become like children, we'll not understand his kingdom. He wants us, he's hidden things, he's hidden wisdom, he's hidden ways of God, he's hidden plans that each and every one of us will be blessed in the midst of. He's hidden them, but he's hidden them for us. He's hidden them for us, and he's, he's giving us cues and keys along the way with a hope and a desire that we would go as fast as he wants us to, but not faster than we need to so that we risk not hearing him. So God, tonight as we set ourselves, we ask in the name of Jesus and we agree in this house, we thank you for your presence, Lord. In your presence is life. Jesus, you are the way, you are the truth. You are the way, and you show us the way. You are the truth, your word is truth. It is first place, it is final authority. It is truth, the absolute truth. It is the finality, Lord, of, of, of answers to every question and every problem that would exist. You are the life. You are the life. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, tonight that you would open in the name of Jesus, every deaf ear, that you would open our spiritual ears, that you would open our natural ears, that you would open our eyes, God, that you would, you would activate our senses, Lord. Whatever it is, God, that is inside of us, that you have gifted us with, Lord, that causes you to become more real, that causes your kingdom. It's all about the kingdom of God becoming real. It's all about it becoming real. It's all about it becoming real and relevant. And Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus, we talk about love, God, that is revealed to us and love that is perfected, that removes every bit of fear. And once fear is gone, Lord, as you speak to our hearts, we align, we hear, with the purpose of doing. We hear with the purpose of responding. We hear with the intention of acting. We hear with that intention, Lord. And we thank you, Father. Tonight we just declare that you're welcome in this place. We ask you to move through every single table. We ask you to move through every single body. We ask you to activate, Lord, every single gift that you've placed inside of every person. Go on, just touch somebody that's next to you. Come on, right now, we ask God in the name of Jesus that you would just fill. Come on, just release your faith. We ask that you would just fill them, God. We ask that you would just fill them. We ask that you would fill this place, God. We know that your love is real, that your love is real, that love is real, and that love changes everything, God, and it's simple, yet it's profound. It's simple, yet it's profound. And your love, God, that love, God, is what's flowing through us, God, and that is the way, and that is the truth, and that is the life. That is the life, and that is the light of men. Your love, God, is the light of men. Your love, God, is what causes men to wake up and move in the right direction. Your love, God, is what causes people to wake up God and desire you and hunger for you God and thirst after you God this is not about a manual it's not about a bunch of do's and don'ts it's about life it's about life it's about life it's about life it's about being so full of life and so full of love that we are irresistible that we are irresistible it's about being so full of that it's about no longer demanding ourselves to line up to these forms of perfection 
that were put in front of us that we could never measure up to, we were never meant to. We were always and only ever meant to hear and respond, to hear and receive the grace and respond. There's always ability and empowerment to do what he asks you to do. And God, we ask you to forgive us tonight in the name of Jesus. Wash this house of all tradition. Wash this house of all judgment. Wash over our lives, God, in the name of Jesus, where we stepped into those things. And because of it, God, we've fallen into the trap, God, of guilt and shame in the name of Jesus. We ask that you would wash over this house. We ask that you would keep it simple. We ask that your life would flow through us. We ask that your life would, Lord, we're placing a demand in the name of Jesus on the presence of God and the gifts of God in our life. We're placing a demand on our brains. We're placing a demand on Holy Spirit speaking to our spirits in the name of Jesus so we would understand, so that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, so that we would understand, that we would understand the life that's in us, that we would understand the working together with Holy Spirit. We would understand, Holy Spirit, every word that Jesus has ever said, that we would understand father your intention and your purpose 90 days of transformation 90 days of change 90 days 90 days where we're never the same God 90 days where we maybe learn what it means to learn 90 days that it maybe takes for us to wake up 90 days that it maybe takes for us to get on the right track 90 days God we're setting it we don't know why God but we're setting it we're setting it will it all be done in 90 days I don't know God you know But all that matters is that we get set on the right path. All that matters, God, is that our hunger and that our passion for you is ignited. All that matters, God, is that ears that were once closed are now open in the name of Jesus. All that matters, God, is that where there was no hope, that there is hope restored. All that matters, God, is where there was death, there is life. And that life is the light of man. And that life lives in me. And that life lives in you. Lord, the simplicity we're asking We spent so much time, God, with so many beautiful teachings, and it's become theological and philosophical and hermeneutical, and that life, that heartbeat that beats, ba-boom, 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 ba-boom that in every beat there is a voice and in every beat there is instruction and in every beat there is assistance and in every beat there's life there's life you are the light and the life of men and your life lives in us lord thank you that you restore us to that place where we're no longer afraid to listen. We're no longer afraid because we won't hear, because you said, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of the stranger they will not follow. We give you our ears. We ask that you would rain down, that you would revive, that you would restore, and that you would rebuild as you said. You said it, Father. This is your heart. This is your dream. You're the God of family. You're a father. And you desire more than anything that we would know 
love, that we would know your love, that we would know your love, and that our testimony, Lord, would be the testimony of finishing because love never fails. Because love never fails. Because love never fails. And Lord, love always seems to have an opinion. And it always seems to have a direction. It always seems to give guidance. It's very seldom silent. And we open our ears and our hearts and our eyes, our senses to hear you. Teach us, Father, by your Holy Spirit, what it means to live in that love, what it means to not be afraid when you speak, what it means to become the kind of person that when you speak, there's so much love that we can do nothing but act on what you've asked. Lord, fill this place. We want to know you. We want to understand, yes, but we want to know you. You are who we are learning about. You are who we speak about. We want to know you. There is a lost and dying world who wants to know people that know. They want to know people that know him. They want to know people that have been touched by him. They want to know people in whose life he is real. God, we declare we are those people. We are those people. Fill this place. Jesus, we are those people. <clears throat> we are those people. Hallelujah. So tonight, glory to God, we are talking about Amen. The love of God, which is the way of God's kingdom. The love of God that's revealed to your heart and your mind in your life so that you can believe, so that you can, you know, respond to that love. The, the love of God. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord. And so we're beginning, amen, in John chapter 16 and verse 13. And the Bible tells us when the spirit of truth comes, and we know he has come, Jesus is speaking this. When the spirit of truth has come, comes, he will guide you. He will guide you into all of the truth. How is he going to guide you? He's going to speak to your heart. He's going to instruct you. He's going to give you an unction. Somehow, some way, God's going to get a message by Holy Spirit over to you. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all of the truth. And he will not speak on his own but he will speak what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He's going to speak, which means we are going to hear. And when he speaks, we will hear, but he speaks not just information that we just keep on storing, but information prompts that will cause us to respond, that will change us so that we do life differently, so that we do life in here differently, so that we do life out there differently, so we do life here differently. He's been sent to us to speak the things he hears, the things that are coming, so we do life better. 
so that when people look at us, it's not only what we're reciting. We're not throwing a Bible over people's heads, although it's good for us to have memorized the word, to learn that word, because it's the word that's in us. It's the word that's in you. It's the word that's in you that helps you. It's the word that's in you that speaks to you when you need it. You know, it's like, what was that thing? You know, that thing he said, you know, that thing, that thing, that thing. That doesn't help you, does it? Thank God for Holy Spirit. You're like, Holy Spirit. And he's so faithful, isn't he? That's for me, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell myself, but that's for me sometimes with names. I'll be walking toward, towards the person, like, Holy Spirit, what's their name, Holy Spirit? <laughs> Calm down, because I know I have to be calm and in order to hear you, what's their name, Holy Spirit? And he's like, boop. You're like, oh, thank you, you're so good. <laughs> I know it was in there, but it was so far away in there. <laughs> Only you could recall it. He helps us, amen? Isn't that good? Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2. So this is a night where we're just trusting Holy Spirit to be in our presence. And what the world, what you need and what I need is, is reality. We just want the life of God. I mean, you know those beautiful moments that you have with the Lord? We talked a little bit about it on Sunday. And some, sometimes when I'm done, I'm just like, you know, uh, I, we, when we went through the, there's a CD that you'll be invited to receive tonight. And you know, I really do those CDs, it's my voice, you know, and, and I do them with fear and trembling because I get the fact that when I listen to something, I want presence on it. When, I, when I'm going to listen to something, I want it to change my life. I want to change my body. I want to transform me. So I, I am like, Holy Spirit, I'm just, you know, I pray my prayer. I'm just, thank you, Lord. I just need you. I just ask you for your anointing, God. Whoever will listen to this, God will be. So I've heard testimonies of change as people listen to those things, you know. So, you know, um, it's, that, it's that encounter that we have, right? It's what we're looking for. So when I, you know, when I do those CDs, I do them with fear and trembling. And I was with Pastor Alex, and he was doing the recording, and I don't know what he was doing. He was off doing his own thing. I think he was on this phone doing something or other, and I'm just reading it, and I'm just inviting the Lord. And I just begin to weep, and I just have to stop, you know. Why? Because he's real. Because it's real. And you don't want to hear me crying. You know, I know on Sunday, it, you know, it's just like, but we're just letting it all hang out there, you know? Because what, what we need is real, isn't it? What we need is that God is real. We, we love the fact that we have this book, but you know, a lot of what we read about when they lived it, they didn't have the book. And so when you don't have the book, you draw on presence. When you don't have the paper, you rely on him more. And we're so, we're so blessed because we don't only have him, amen, but we have the book so that if we forget things, we got Google. And, 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 and you know, we, we, we shudder to say it, but Google seems to know everything. <laughs> but we know he's not up there with God, but he sure does have a lot of answers to a lot of things. But, a, there's, you know, we are living in a world that wants to know that he's real that wants to know that he's alive. 
And that means that when you encounter them, that word that you are in is the word that's making you real. It's the word that's making you come to life because that word is making you believe in him. It's making you believe in kingdom. It's making you believe in his ways. And when you believe and you get off the fence and you cross over, then passion for him begins to flow out of you. And guess what? Passion is contagious. Guess what? Love is contagious. Guess what? Love for others. It's like a magnet. It's a magnet for him. You stand in front of somebody else and you love them selflessly and you feel compassionately, not about, God, am I doing this right or am I doing this wrong? But you honestly feel the heart of God. He is there. And in that moment, what we have to remember that it's not all about the do's and the don'ts, but what's really important is that he shines. What it's really important is that his love flows through because grace is sufficient in those moments. And we've gone through a lot of things, you know, we've gone through a lot of Holy Spirit and we've gone through a lot of, you know, word of God and and we're learning how to live in the balance of both, aren't we? We're learning. We're learning how to appreciate the differences in one another. We're learning how to appreciate Holy Spirit in you and Holy Spirit in me and what it looks like and what it sounds like. And that there's not one right, but that there's many facets. And we're allowing and enjoying the different expressions of God. Holy Spirit, who speaks to every single one of us. I remember, you know, saying this to someone recently. I said, you know, and they were wondering about where they wanted so badly what it was that God had for them. And, and you could see the intensity at that moment almost freezing up like, am I going to get it? I want it so bad. Am I going to get it? And all of a sudden, the wisdom of the Lord speaks and says, don't worry. He's going to speak to you in a way that you're going to understand it. He's not going to talk to you like he talks to me. He's not going to talk to me like he talks to Pastor Ian. Good, of course. But different. And all God. And learning what it means to not judge. But look for the God. Look for the God. And look for the gifts. Because when we do that as a body, there is so much power of God that it's not, and we need the one, two, three, four, fives. Don't get me wrong. There are certain things that have to work in order to get your engine going. And faith, there are those correlations. And there are those shadows and types. But when we walk in love with a heart of humility and we hear him and we come before him, he directs us. And the one, two, three, sometimes so unknowingly that we've literally hit every single one and we have no idea that we've done it. Let's move along. Ephesians chapter two. Are you all good? We want his presence. We need his presence. The world needs his presence. Ephesians chapter 2 tells us this, that God saved us by his grace, by his favor, when we believed. And we can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we've done. 
so that none of us can boast about us because you and I, each one of us, are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ. Say new in Christ. So that we can do, so that we can do, so that we can do, we hear and we learn and we understand so we can do. Come on, the Bible says faith without works or corresponding actions is so God's given us Holy Spirit so he can speak to us about things to come so that we can, for we are God's masterpiece, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do, not as a reward, although there are rewards, but not as a determinant of how valuable we are. Because that wouldn't be fair now, would it? Because he's gifted and graced each one of us according to what he's called to do. That's why he can't compare me to you. Because he asked me to do it and all I'm responsible to do is what he asked me to do. So you can't compare me to you. You can't say, if I were you, I'd have done it differently. That's just not true because you don't have the gifts that are in my life. And because you don't have the gifts that are in my life and you don't have the calling that's on my life, you're not called to do what I'm doing. So you're not gonna do it the way that I'm doing it. So you can't judge. All you can do and all I can do is look to Jesus and have enough humility and fear of God that we keep ourselves in a place of humility where we're constantly ever before him and we keep our ears clean. Our eyes clean and open. Why? Because we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ so that we can do the good things that he has planned for us a long time ago. A long time ago. Jeremiah 29, 11 <clears throat> tells us that God has plans for us. Plans that he's ordained. Plans for good. Plans for our success. Plans to prosper us. God has plans. Nothing is random. Nothing is happenstance. It's all there for you and for I, for me, for I. I got a little King Jamesian. You and me. Amen. To hear his voice, to understand, and to follow him. Hallelujah. Lord, we just bless you. Come on, let's just lift your hands to the Lord. Let's just lift your hands. Let's just praise him tonight. Lord, we just honor you. We dishonor you, Jesus, as we talk about obedience, Lord. We dishonor you for removing all fear from our lives in the name of Jesus. We dishonor you, Lord, so that our ears can be opened again. Thank you for the testimonies, Lord, of the removal of all fear so that we can come before you, God, without, Lord, timidity, without intimidation, without wrath, God, without doubting, Lord. Hear your instructions. And like Jesus said, I've come to do your will. Jesus demonstrated to us the ways of the kingdom. So obedience is not a swear word. You know, we hear words like obedience and a synonym of obedience is submission. <sighs> like whatever you do, don't use those words. <laughs> so much controversy. But obedience is not a swear word. It's simply a heart that seeks and desires because I know you. 
I know you're going to speak to me. And I know if I give you a chance, you're going to ask me to be your arms and your feet and your body and your hands. I know it. I know you. I know you. I know you can't resist. I know you. It's simply a heart that seeks and desires to know, to hear, and a willingness to do. Lord, we give you praise and we give you honor for ears that hear in the name of Jesus. Jesus, you said that there's not one good but God. You said that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Lord, we just thank you for your word, God. We thank you, Jesus, that you came to show us the kingdom. Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus for the book of John, Lord, that shows us, God, that when we believe, God, when we believe there's life, when we believe there's life, when we believe there's life, there's life in you through hearing that is released. You know, it's interesting when you look at the book of John, it's just so full of, <clears throat> so full of Jesus coming to demonstrate the kingdom. Jesus came, he said, I came to do the will of my Father, not my own will. And I could tell you, you know, you know we could go through all of the, the do's and the don'ts, but Jesus came to teach us, really, what it means to hear God and to believe him, and when we act on what he says, there's a release of life. You know, if you look at that, and I want to look at a few examples of that. If you look in John chapter 4, and we, t you know, it's called, it's titled, The Nobleman's Son, and that he's healed. It says there's a certain nobleman whose son was sick, and he Im implores Jesus to heal his son, for he's at the point of death. death. And he basically goes on and he says, you know, I want to look at this conversion because Jesus is teaching us. He's demonstrating us the ways of the kingdom. He's saying, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing my will. I'm doing the will of God. I'm doing the will of God. And he's, he's showing us that when we believe him, when we remove the cynicism, when we come to the place of believing who he is and we believing what he says, that there is life there that there's life there. And so it goes on to tell us that he implores him and he says, you know, my son's at the point of death. And Jesus says, unless you see sign, unless you people see signs, you will by no means believe. And so the nobleman says to him, sir, come before my child dies. And Jesus says to him, go your way for your son lives. And so the man believes his words. The man believes. The man hears and the man believes, and look at what happens. It says he went his way. He, he believed, and he went, he acted, he did something. He heard him, he believed him. He heard him, he believed him, he acted, and when he heard and he believed and he acted, there was the release of life. Life is released when you believe and you do. Unless you believe and you do, there is no life of God that's released. There's a world that's waiting for Jesus to become real. There's a world that's waiting for Jesus to become alive. And I wanna, I'm here to propose to us tonight that that life and that life and that way is only released as you and I obey, as you and I do, as you and I concur with not the ways of the world. Because the Bible tells us that the ways of the world, they are at enmity. They are in opposition to the ways of God. The ways of the world, 
no matter how enticing, and the enemy tries to entice us with the ways of the world, why? He tries to divert us from the word of God. He tries to divert us from prayer, which is what, just communion, him and me and me and him and us becoming one. Why does he do that? Because when I am no longer mistrusting of him and I believe him, I hear him and I believe him, I will do. And when I do, and that's my proposition tonight, is that when we hear and we do, life is released. Look at the nobleman, it says, he heard Jesus speak and he went his way. And as he was going, his servants met him and they told him, your son lives. Woo, your son lives. The father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said, your son lives. And he himself believed and his whole, come on, his whole household. His whole household. As we go on in chapter five, there's, it's the story of a man who was healed at the, the pool of Bethesda. And it says, in Jerusalem, there was a pool called Bethesda. And in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. And they said an angel would come and would stir up the water. And whoever would step in first was made well of whatever disease he had. And a certain man who had an infirmity 38 years, there was a man there. And Jesus sees this man and he says to him, do you want to be made well? Do you want him? He, he speaks to him. He speaks to him. He needs to hear him. There's something Jesus is looking for. It's a response. But if he doesn't hear, he can't respond, can he? If he doesn't hear, sometimes not what Jesus is saying, but what he's saying, he won't respond and he won't receive that life. Come on, it's tied up in obedience, it's not a swear word. How many of you think that a lot of times the, the areas of controversy or the, the areas that the enemy attacks are areas that he attacks because there's a lot of power in those things. We look at the controversial things, we don't have time to go into it in the body of Christ and a lot of the controversy is there because there's power in those things. There's power in those things. It says, Jesus saw him, but I have just a couple more minutes, I just wanna, and he says to him, do you wanna be made well? And the man answers him, and he says, you know, you know, I don't have anybody put me in the water, and every time I take a step, somebody beats me there. And Jesus says to him, rise. And the scripture says, immediately the man took up his bed and he walked. And now I've mixed, I, I left out a few words in there. But that's basically what happens. Jesus says, get up. Guess what? He heard it. And guess what? He got up. He got up. He got up. He got up. But he heard it. You have to believe so that you can act, so that you can have life. Jesus, the scripture says, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. He who hears and believes has life. He who hears and believes has life. He who hears and believes has life. Lord, we just give you praise. We are so done. Lord, we just praise you and we honor you. There's so much, God, 
There's so much in your word. There's so much, God. You said, I'm the bread of life, and he who comes to me will never hunger and never thirst. You said, I have come from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Jesus, you said, he who eats and drinks of me will abide in me, and I will abide in him. He who eats and drinks of me. Can I tell you something or propose something to you? You don't eat and drink what you don't like. You don't eat and drink what you don't like. You don't eat and drink. You learn to like it and you eat it because that green stuff, because somebody tells you it's good. But you tell yourself, we like this because we like what it does for us. Come on. Have you said that? He says, look at this. He who eats and drinks of me abides in me and I in him. Life. God wants this word of God to come alive. He wants us to do whatever is necessary. Whatever is necessary. What does it look like in your life to make him come alive? What does it look like in your life to make him real? Does it, does it mean fasting? Well, maybe you've heard a teaching on fasting and, and you're against fasting because it's so religious, but maybe that's your answer. And don't be surprised sometimes that those are the very things that we don't wanna hear. But those are the things that God is releasing. Why? Because when we believe, when we believe, and when we respond to what he's saying, like the man at the pool, like the man with the sun, like the disciples with the 5,000, and on and on and on we go. I feel like I need that music to either come up or come down. My, my heart is going, it's, it's telling me to go away. <laughs> there we go. Yes, Lord, we just praise you and we just thank you tonight. Let's just lift your hands. We just praise you and we just thank you. Come on, guys. Hallelujah, come on. We're so full of the power of God. We're so full of the presence of God. We are, come on, come on, hallelujah. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you make love come alive, that you make love real, that you make it come alive for our families, God, for our neighbors, God, for the people that we work with, Lord, every, every day, God, for the people that we encounter, God, not just quoting scripture, God, but life, but life, so that when we're in the presence of people, God, they are forever changed. And so just pray this with me, say, just say, Heavenly Father, I repent for all suspicion, for all judgment, for anything that I have released that has shut my senses off, that has shut my heart off, God, to you. And Lord, I ask that you would pour afresh, that you would cleanse today, that you would awaken me today, that you would cause me to see God the simplicity. Lord, just like Jesus spoke to the man at the pool, he said, get up and walk. Get up 
asked tonight for every instruction that you have spoken to our hearts that we have forgotten we ask right now as we take a moment to remember that instruction we thank you we release expectation that as we act life your life everywhere that is needed in Jesus name let's just take a minute let's just take a minute let's turn that music up come on what has God said to you you ask him Lord what is it God what is it you've asked me to do I know we're having fun here but come on we need life in our life don't we we need passion we need peace we need joy we need strength we need to not live each day in drama in judgment no more, we want life, life, the life of God, the way it was always intended to be. Oh, that's what we want. That's what others want and it's what they need. And it starts, Lord, right now by you speaking to our hearts. We wanna remember, we wanna hear. What is it? Write it down. Write it down. What is it? Write it down. What is it? And do it. And watch and see like the man. Watch and see. Hallelujah. God's presence. God's life. God's newness. 